ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard. I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin? Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that uh, was discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, uh, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to w- give your opinion on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, um, keep in mind, if you want to follow me on Twitter, don't forget you can go ahead and at me at Sports Grind. All right. And follow me as well, too. And if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, which I'll respond to those in real time or I'll respond to them later when I get a chance, uh, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment or you can go to my personal page as well, too. And you can leave comments and we'll get to those. Also, don't forget, if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always download the podcast by going to sportsgrindonline.com. 1-800-707-9760. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. What's up, Mister Clark? Ready, rock and roll. All right, Bartlett. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yes, good afternoon, Bartlett. It's Thursday, one day closer to the weekend here, as the month of October is flying by. It's just speeding. The weeks and everything else really has just started, in my opinion, for since September. It just seems like things are speeding. Uh, but we are here, so we definitely have quite a few things to get to. As you know, on Thursdays, we kick off another week of the NFL, which right now, tonight, we're going to kick off week eight. You believe it's already week eight in the National Football League? We're pretty much at the halfway mark. And we've got a matchup tonight of the Baltimore Ravens going to Florida to visit the struggling Tampa Bay Bucks, which I have some questions about that matchup. We'll really start there here in a minute and break down that. You know, is this a must win for Tampa? You know, that's the question. Also, we've got some reports surfacing in regards to Tom's personal life again, which we'll go ahead and touch on that. So we have that. We have other NFL. We'll take a peek, you know, at the schedule. Uh, You know, we'll get a chance this weekend, Sunday. Sunday schedule. Of course, you know, we have our uh, Friday football preview that we'll be doing tomorrow going over the games. And of course, we have our Dos Equis College weekend preview before we get out of here. We might take a peek at the Saturday schedule too. maybe some games we'll be talking about tomorrow. Uh, we got other NFL news as well that we want to stay on top of. You know, we've had a couple trades. You know, you had the trade yesterday between the Bears. Um, okay, and the Eagles. Uh, we've got another trade today. The Chiefs and Giants have done business. You know, the trade deadline is next Tuesday. Uh, so there will be a lot of decisions that need to be made from certain teams that are either trying to protect themselves in regards to getting some more picks or some people that are maybe melling it in or, you know, throwing it in. Now, of course, when these trades go down, I'll tell you the cliche things from most coaches say, hey, there's nothing mean with quitting. We're the halfway mark. We still got a lot of games left. That's what's going to be the story that you get rid, you know, to get prepared for if you're part of one of those teams that are trying to move assets out to kind of acquire picks. So we'll take a look at that or what's being rumored. Also, um, you know, uh, NBA uh, is definitely going on. Of course, your Spurs dropped last night in Minnesota. You know, I think after the first game, the Minnesota T Wolves, the Spurs had their attention is definitely going into last night. Um, don't have any problem with the effort. 
uh, from them last night. You know, didn't really, in my opinion, uh, let the game really get away from them, you know, too much. Um, so definitely was still pleased with the effort as their two-game winning streak is now. Because we got to keep track of winning streak. You know, before I used to have a policy for years. And it's like, man, I'm not talking until I get about seven, eight. With the expectations and the projected win total of this team, they get to two in a row, three in a row, I'll probably mention them. They lose six, seven in a row. You'll wonder, like, man, is it basketball season? Spurs. Well, that's when we'll have a tweet or whatever from Jazz. Like, hey, don't forget it's Spurs season, guys. All right, Jazz, let me give you the slash producer, X slash producer role. No, I love Jazz. But, yeah, that's how it'll be. But, what, are you going to say something about last night, Jones? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, and, and it was a three-game winning streak. That got oh, I'm sorry. They you can't shortchange one of them. They My were, bad. They were three and one going into that. Um, but it took a historic, like, not historic, but an elite performance, I think, from the Timberwolves um, offensively. And I think that if you're San Antonio, you felt the absence of Primo out with that glute injury from when he landed on the floor hard in the first game against the Timberwolves and then no Devin Vassell with that knee injury. Talked about that yesterday. But... From the floor, Minnesota shot 65%. Mm. From the floor. From three-point range, 20 of 34. That's near 60%. So it took an effort like that, I think, from, again, a playoff contention kind of team. And missing some of your, again, bright young talents to only lose by 12. I'm not saying, again, this is a a competition uh, or even a playoff, a San Antonio playoff team, but... Um, they showed out pretty well last night. Well, to me, you know, we all know NBA is a very long season. And really to understand whether we're, it's too early, in my opinion, to claim that this is, you know, Pop's best coaching job or look at this team that no one gave a chance. They were supposed to be tanking. Um, it's too early for that because, you know, there's, you know, and this is the gray area of, talking NBA this early and covered it, which a lot of the mainstream national regional shows have to. But if you look at it, you know, it's a it's a lot of gray area because you do have certain teams in certain situations be like, look, we're three, four games in. It's five games in. They haven't woke up yet or they don't know what to, they're adjusting, you know, new system or, you know, not even new system, but a new a player here or two, new starting lineup. But then you've got some teams that you can just look at and be like, look, a, B, they're not good at A, B, C, or all the above. And that's the where you got to tread light in regards to covering the NBA this earlier, commenting on, you know, well, that, that he's trash, that team's trash, or that team, it's, it's very early. But with that said, there are a few teams out there, since we're like four or five games in on the season, uh, that you can just tell that there's some early problems that are going to need to be tried to be fixed, and some of them that can't really be fixed. Um, and there's a few of those out there, starting with the Los Angeles Lakers, um, who have now dropped to 0 and 4. Um, first time LeBron has started 0 and 4 since his rookie year in Cleveland. That's amazing. This is what his 21st season or something like that. Um, it is year 20. Is it year 20? I thought it was year 21. I, I, I think it's year 20. Well, we'll check. Because it's only 2022 now. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, the bottom line, it's been a long time since he's been on team start on four. Now, they didn't have Russell Westbrook last night, so you can't blame him. And, you know, Russ, I could see Russ was on the side like, yeah, okay. Hey, what's up? And he was being chill like, uh-huh, yeah. Anybody hit a three yet? Oh, no. But, I'm not, I mean, I'm just joking. But Russ was probably thinking like, there you go. Look, another dismal shooting performance from the Lakers, the, from the three-point land. They just can't 
shoot. And it's four games. They're 0 and 4. We're four games in, and AD, Anthony Davis, is already grabbing his back, already bending over. I mean, you know, it just comes to a time that, you know, it's just like, hey, it's happened before where in any sport, but especially NBA, it's happened before where, you know what? Guys' careers are cut short just because they can't stay healthy, that they're always injured. And and if this is going to be any signs of him, and he tried to tough it out. If this was last year, Anthony Davis wouldn't have checked back in that game. Due to the fact that he hears all this, I'm pretty sure it's been talked about privately on the offseason amongst his teammates. He knows the whole camera is on him about if he gets hurt. So he really tried to tough it out last night, but then he really looked slow after that fall. You know, he really looked like he was laboring up and down the court. So we don't know, haven't seen her to update his status on that. But I'm telling you, if they've already started with Anthony being in and out of the line, oh, he's got to sit for three games. Or we got to sit. They're really, this is going to be in trouble. I mean, this is just going to be, you know, bad. And a lot of people are killing LeBron for his effort last night, his body language, which is, I'm not going to say is unfair out of bounds, but, you know, it's one of those situations to where he kind of like, I, you know, I can't really feel sorry for him in a certain sense because he had to know that this was a possibility even when he made originally the decision uh, to, quote unquote, possibly finish his career in LA. So there's other NBA things going. Of course, of course, Philly drops another one. Doc, I'm in preaching. Doc's in trouble. It hasn't started yet from the mainstream. There's no reports that he's on the hot seat. I'm telling you, it has to be coming here pretty soon. I mean, the truth of the matter is, I said it even after game one with them too. I will I've waited the first two games they played, but I said, hey, look, they're not playing any different than they were last year. And you have to understand, like a lineup with Embiid, Harden, Tobias Harris, and even you got Maxi coming off the bench. Maxi would be starting for most teams in the NBA. You can't be in a situation where you pretty much won one game so far out of four or three. And it, and, and I'm just going to stand by what I continue to see with my eyes, what I feel. Doc is a situation where it happens that it just feels like his system or whatever he's doing or whatever message, it's just not relating with that particular roster and really with the majority of the generation of players that are in the NBA right now. That's just my opinion. So they've got some answers to figure out. So also NBA-wise, last night, you see Brooklyn. They dropped another one as well. Steve Nash, heated, you know, maybe trying to rile up his team. But the truth of the matter is, is the Brooklyn, we all know about the offseason that they had. We know about that. But meaning the distractions. But this is the thing. Number one, before we even get to Ben Simmons, you know, the Brooklyn, their problem even last year, besides the whole, is Kyrie going to play? Is he going to get vaccinated? What is his deal? The biggest problem with them and even continuing now, they do not know how and they don't really make any type of attempts to play defense. They really don't. And it's not shocking because look at where Steve Nash comes from. He was coached majority of his career by Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni didn't even care about defense until he took the job at the Rockets in his second year, I think, in Houston. The ownership made him hire a defensive-minded assistant coach. I forgot what my brother's name was. But that, other than that, there was no defense really, you know, coached in Phoenix. So that's not shocking to me. Now, to Ben Simmons, I've been saying it. You know, and like I said, it's one of those situations to where in the time that we're in and the era where we're in, and we're trying to make people aware of the seriousness, seriousness of mental health issues. You got to tread light in regards to 
when you talk about even an athlete per se, but I've also been the same guy to say, hey, look, I don't want to water this whole mental health thing in regards to down for everybody, especially professional athletes. Now, what we saw with Osaka and the tennis player, the young lady, yes, that's real. That that was no cap on that, as the young generation says. I feel like old saying that. But yeah. But the truth of the matter is, Ben, I've been saying this, he needs to go really sit on somebody's couch from a sports psychologist situation. I've been saying it because he has lost confidence that he's even supposed to be in the National Basketball Association, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I was never really, really sold on Ben Simmons since he came out of LSU. But when you have a boom mic, you know, pick up Kyrie Irving saying, Ben, shoot it. Shoot it. You know, kind of like in Chappelle, you know, print, shoot the J. Shoot it. You know? Yeah. It's one of those things like, and you know what? And Kyrie came to his defense, you know, after the game, like, hey, Give him nothing chance, man. He's been out for two years. I'm not going to come in here and everything. Okay, I applaud him for it. KD stuck up for him a few because they're trying to build this guy's confidence up. They're stuck with him. I mean, but it's just amazing. I mean, and you've seen it in professional sports in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, Chuck Knobloch comes he, – he's the poster child of it for me because that's really one of the first ones I can say, like, man, this guy can't even get the ball to first base. You know? Um, who was my guy? Was it uh, – was it Marquise Fultz? Who was the who was the kid in from 76ers, right? To Orlando. Fultz. Markel Fultz. Yeah. yeah. He same thing. Airballing free throws. Couldn't even have the form. I mean, you he couldn't even go to hit a papa shot. If he had a date, he couldn't even win his chicken stuffed animal at one of them papa shots. It was most of those things were rigged anyway at those carnivals. But I would just tell you, he's struggled. I, that comes to mind. And he relatively a, came back. You know, playing with Orlando, he a was bit. able to. He was able to come back and be a scorer, be effective in the NBA. It just yeah. took an extended amount of time. But Ben is just, uh, yeah, it's just a confidence thing with Ben. And I think, you know, defense is just not enough. I mean, you know, I can't allow them because he's the only guy on that team that basically really, and I would say Katie too, but Katie, it, it's kind of disappointing to Katie because I think Katie being a two-time champion. And coming from that culture of winning in Golden State or spending a, staying there for a cup of coffee, whether you have a defensive-minded coach or not, I think it is up to the leadership of Kevin Durant uh, to take no like, hey, man, we've got to get stops on the defensive end. They cannot stop us. Nobody. And look, I was talking to Jonas about this off-air early this morning, and the truth was like, well, hey, well, look at the defense in the NBA general. I get it. Yes. There's, I mean, hell, go look at how many points Golden State has given up in their first, uh, you know, few games. 70 in the first half, the right. last three. Yeah. I mean, but that's a team that you know is going to be there defensively when the summer comes. They're just not going. I've told you, they're not going to go, you know, apple sack to the wall to try to get 60, 50 win. They're going to cope. That's, that's, that's such a rule. Yeah, there is some teams struggling, but my point of it is I ain't talking about holding teams to under 90. I don't think we're there anymore. I mean, very rarely it happened, but that's going to be mixed in some bad shooting. You know, because let me tell you something, a hell of a defensive uh, effort from a team a night, they can keep that L.A. team under 90. But the truth of the matter is, you've got to be able to, Pop said it best. He's been saying this for years now. Stops on demand. 
Yeah, I'm not saying you got to play four quarters of just stellar deep, but you know, when you need to stop an 8 0 run or 10 0 run or you need to protect a lead, you got to learn how to get stops at least for a minute here at a time of a quarter, two minutes. And they can't even do that. So that's my opinion. The problems with Brooklyn earlier. We'll see what they can do. Uh, tomorrow, we're almost here for the first pitch of the World Series. Uh, tomorrow, between the Astros and the Phillies. Now, I don't know if I came across it, but you never know what's fake that you see on social media and what's not. But did somebody really did did Jalen Hurts really show up to a press conference with an Astros hat on? We got to see that. I don't know if that's real or not, but I, I've never heard anything about Jalen Hurts. Man, but come on, that's Philly like Jalen. You undefeated, man. You're the last undefeated. NFL. Everything's rocky. They were sitting. They didn't even know if they wanted you around in the offseason. You don't go in and, uh, you know, stir a hornet's nest. You don't show up with a damn asterisk hat. But I think I'm going to say that that was Photoshop. I could be wrong. But anyway, um, so we're on this uh, uh, eve of the World Series. You know, I didn't really. There's some, you know, I won't say major storylines in this, but there are some parallels. You know, I you know I was watching. I was looking at Scott Van Pelt last night, and I couldn't even remember some of this. You forget. But, you know, look like Bryce Harper. I forgot, you know, I totally not forgot, but you know, you forget that that one playoff run he had. Who was in the dugout with the two picks in his mouth? Oh, Dusty. Okay. One of the things I think is not being talked about enough in this situation, and this is why I say I will give you who I'm picking tomorrow, who I'm rooting for is without a doubt, Dusty Breaker and the Astros. But you have to also remember, Bryce Harper, remember the trolling and remember what he took that the year he left. The Nats won the World Series. Don't think that's on his mind to try to exercise those demons, too. We'll get to more of the doc when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Bartlett Spinner 1 and 2s, broadcasting here from Hazel Skyline Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. All right. They have an uncompromising spirit. It's the kind they believe that turns players into icons. It's 100% grain to glass. And Stoli Vodka controls the entire production process, and there's no room for maybe. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right. Real quick here on the uh, Facebook Live comments early coming in. Carlos Virial. Man, that's pretty good. Um is asking, what is your score prediction for tonight's game? I don't know, Carlos. That sounds like to me that you're a totals player. You're trying to get some you're, – you're sitting there saying, which way did I go? Or you're in a pick and you need that tiebreaker. What's the predict? – what's going to be the closest score? I don't know, Carlos. I really don't – I haven't even looked at the total tonight. But we can start there. We're about to break this game and this situation down. But I really don't know, Carlos. Uh, you know, I would tell you – uh, you got the total on this game, Jones. What is the total? Yeah, the over/under is an even forty-six. No lean either way. Minus one ten. You know, I've been on this whole kick about you know the record pace or the high percentage on the under plays, but again, I don't. I've never been a guy that really has a particular system in capping totals plays. I, I just always believe like it's it's easier in my opinion, to pick a side than it is to determine the flow of a game in any sports. And to me, that's really what you're doing on over and under. You're trying to predict the the, the pace and the, the type of game. So uh, 46, the way things going, that one might scream. That one might be a, have a chance to go a little bit over um, because I really not um, – well, before we break that game. But, yeah, I don't know, Carlos. Liverpool, I really don't know what exactly the score is going to be. I haven't really decided on who I really think is going to win. There's a lot of factors that come into this game tonight. Uh, but Terry also is checking in. Um, and Terry says that the Astros have lost, he said, assuming I'm correct, the Astros have lost six out of seven home games in the World Series, all four home games against the Nationals and two against the Braves. They had the home field advantage in both of those meetings. So will this matter this year being that the Phillies have had the same amount of days off? Uh, first of all, Terry, I'm not a – I'm not a big believer really in home field advantage in baseball um, for the exceptions of the Atlanta Braves at home, you know, with the whole tomahawk chop and the whole way that crowd goes. 
Um, I wouldn't even say, even if they make the postseason, it's been a while since they've been in the postseason, but I wouldn't even say Coors Field and Colorado's really advantage me because both teams hitting in thin air. So my point is just comes down to pitching. Now, I can't really remember the outcomes too much of really how those games flow when you're talking about the uh, the World Series in regards to the Nationals and the Braves, but I just feel this is going to come down to can Philly's pitching stay hot like they have been? And can Bryce Harper continue to deliver? Like, I don't really if, – if you're a Phillies fan, I don't think it's necessary, even though they've really become a long ball team since the playoffs started, the postseason. But I don't think it's really necessary that Harper has to remain at the home run clip he's on. I just think he has to he, he has to stay active and getting on base and hitting and hitting hits and hitting runs and whether RBIs or home runs. But I'll get into more of that game tomorrow and break that one down. Uh, but should be a good series. Just Phillies. I think this really just comes down to pitching. I mean, in the postseason, I think overall, you know, the uh, Astros have had the best pitching overall from the, what they've gotten their back end and starting. But, you know, it's the best four out of seven. And this is for all the marbles between these two teams. Um, regardless, 1-800-707-9760. Before we get into tonight's Week 8 kickoff game, also college, uh, before, we, before we get out here, we'll take a little peek at some games that we'll be previewing tomorrow in the Dos Equis. Um, College weekend preview. One off the top of the dome, really, that I'm intriguing. It's in the Big Ten. It's Penn State uh, in Ohio State. They're traveling to Nifty Lions country. They're a 16-point favorite on the road. This whole kick of with James Franklin, I'll keep beating it. Everybody knows I love James, but he's got to cash in with one of these top ten. He's got to beat one of these top-ranked teams finally uh, in his tenure at Penn State. I mean, this is an opportunity again. I think this is going to be a game. I think it's a midday game. I don't think it's a night game. I don't think they give Penn State two back-to-back night games at home. Uh, but I feel that they should have a better performance. What you got? It's an 11 a.m. game. Yeah, it's an early one. I mean, still a tough place to play, but it's an early kickoff. You had 11. I think that they – should have a better showing than they did against Michigan when they went in the big house. But they will have to play almost perfect football uh, to be able to beat Ohio State. So we'll definitely be looking at that one. Um, A&M fans have really been upsetting their feelings in the last day. I guess with my rant yesterday, one particular, um, and I'm going to tell you how I really feel about it, what my criteria about with you guys out on Twitter if I decide to go back and forth. But I rubbed some feathers with A&M fans for being truthfully honest, and we'll get to that. We'll circle back to that, but I want to get to that hopefully before I get out of here. Um, what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. So let's start with the NFL and getting that going in this matchup tonight between the Bucks and the Ravens. Um, is this a must win for the Bucks? I mean, if you look at their situation, I mean, of course, they're one of those teams on the list that is very is struggling offensively bad, um, still have offensive line issues. Now, one of the stats I came across that I didn't even know this complete, uh, um, that this was the case with them, but they rank dead last in yards average per carry. Okay. I mean, think about that. I mean, since Tom showed up, they've been able to rub, you know, run the ball very well. Uh, but this year, they're basically struggling. They're dead last out of 32 uh, teams and how many yards per carry they get. I think they only average like 1.5 or 1.7 or something. That's kind of amazing. Uh, but they definitely have some issues. I mean, Baltimore, I think this is the only second time in Lamar Jackson's career that he's gone up against Tom Brady. I think the last time they beat him uh, in Gillette, and when he was with the Ravens, I mean, when Tom was with the Patriots, um, this would be their second time meeting. Definitely two guys at a different stage of their career. That's obvious. 
Um, Baltimore has, you know, I don't know really what Baltimore defense is going to show up every week. I know they're going to be a challenging defense all year. They've had some games where they look it's not as bad as what's being reported, and then they have some games where it's just, especially these games at home, that they've given up leads at home. So I really don't know what to expect of what Baltimore team is going to show up. I think this is a type of game for Tampa Bay's defense, which they look like they've come back to earth the last few weeks. And part of that is like, look, if you have an offense that can't score week in and week out, it will break the 85 Bears down into nothing. Okay? And I believe the situation with Tom and what's going on and how this – you know, this whole offseason, especially since camp started and, you know, this whole stuff in his personal life, I really believe that the other players on this team, they're starting to know that this is really what this is about. This is what's affecting Tom. This is that. I mean, yes, you've got offensive line injury issues. You've got receivers dropping footballs. Mike Evans, you know, if Mike Evans catches that ball against Carolina, I think that game is totally different and Tampa probably wins that game. Due to the fact that was early on and that's wide open, it just gets a – it's just like – Speaking of baseball, you know, it takes me back to that Yankee team that one year Alex Rodriguez was on it and it was a postseason and Alex was struggling. And all of a sudden it just started going like spreading like a, like a virus. The whole team went into a slump. And the thing is, is when you drop a pass like that with Mike Evans and you're already struggling, all of a sudden that starts at like, here we go again. Here we go. And then nobody can catch anything and you just can't score, period. So tonight, I just, I'm, the one thing I'm interested in looking at tonight is what is the energy level for the Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady? Okay? Like, do they, do they show in their body language that they feel like this is a season that's slipping out of their hands at the almost at the halfway mark. That's a season loss. That's what I'm looking for. Um, if you if you ask me to say which team probably needs this more, I mean they both need it, but I definitely think this is more important to Tampa because if you lose this now, all of a sudden you're dropping. Now you're three and five. Now you're two games under 500, and I don't know when's the last time Tom Brady's been two games under 500 at the halfway point of an NFL season. I think, first of all, tonight, if he loses, I think this would be the first time maybe since his rookie year or maybe the first time in his career since he's lost three games. Because this would be three games in a row I think they lost if they lose this one, if I'm not mistaken. I think this would be three in a row tonight. And I don't think that's happened in his career. And if it has happened, it hasn't happened since early on in those Patriots years. So we'll see how what it takes place tonight. On Amazon Prime. I mean, they've had to sit through. They got a little bit more scoring last week. Al Michaels um, and Old Herb Street. I think tonight will be a little bit upgrade for them, talent and excitement wise, than what they've displayed the last few weeks on Amazon Prime. So we'll see how that plays out. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. What do you got, Jonas? Just that one of the storylines going into tonight's game is the injury report. Um, you know, uh, main, namely Julio Jones is questionable. Russell Gage is out. So there goes, you know, that's two banged up weapons there for Tom. Um, and then you have, uh, Carlton Davis, uh, in the, in the secondary, he's out. Antoine Winfield in the secondary, he's out. Sean Murphy Bunting in the secondary, he's out. And then you flip over to the Baltimore Ravens side, Mark Andrews, questionable. You know, the safety blanket there for, for Lamar. Gus Edwards, questionable. 
and uh, Rashad Bateman, questionable key offensive pieces. And then in the secondary there as well, uh, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, questionable. So, And you said that, uh, do you say the tight end Andrews is questionable or he's out? He's questionable as well. He did hmm. not practice all, all week uh, with a knee injury. Hmm. See, you and know, Calais Campbell is out, sorry, too. He's sick. You know, it's a thin line, especially in the uh, now that we've embarked on this heavy across the nation sports betting world and everybody's paying attention to lines, everybody's in a pick em contest. I feel, you know, with the injury report, which I'm to the point where I would care less if they had one, to be honest with you. I mean, I've told you forever, this was created for Vegas from the get go, way before NFL even acknowledged sports gambling this was created because of vegas in the desert but my point is like if you tell me there's a knee situation with andrews or you like read that point and then you say hey questionable see something like that i think that it needs to be i think in my opinion if i'm doing this you know fast pitball in here i would think questionable needs to be eliminated from one of the it needs to either be doubtful or out because if you look at it, I don't I don't have the numbers behind me or whatever, but I'm willing to bet you majority of the time that they say questionable and it's a report that comes out Sunday morning or it's a report that comes out fr- Friday, Thursday, whether they practiced all week or not. If they list in questionable, most likely they're going to end up playing. Now, there's some equations that, you know. Questionable leads into like, hey, something happened. He had a tweet it and warm up and said, well, you know, OK, I understand those. But in my opinion, they could do away with the injury report in my it, it, I, it'll never happen but they could do it but i think if you're going to keep this without a doubt it needs to be either he's he's doubtful or he's out because of the same token i just told you about what really questionable means when it's doubtful they normally don't play and see and the reason why there's levels to this because it's all about gamemanship well, we know he's not about, but we're going to list him as doubtful. So they don't know if they're going to prepare for him or he's going to be there or not. Let's simplify it, man. We're doing everything else. This country simplifying. Don't stand in line, order your food on the app. Well, I don't know. Why well, do I want to do that? I want to know who makes it. So therefore, if something wrong with it, I can get on their ass. If it's just an app, anybody can do no, hey, it. wasn't me. I just took the order. It'll come. Everything's trying to make simplify. Just simplify it. Doubtful or out. Or do away with it all together. That's just my take on that. So the end report. Well, there's another storyline. You say the storyline is the end report. The other storyline, which, you know, I know AC brought this to my attention, but then I had to find say, I don't know if that's credible. But, you know, there's multiple reports out there. USA Weekly, which that's a credible source. They're, they're running with it. So I'm assuming they fat checked it. But according to them and other reports, um, Tom Brady and Giselle, Giselle allegedly has given Tom the option for a last ditch effort. If you really want to save the marriage, if you really love me and the kids, you know, I want to, I'm care about you. Say, I want you guys to stop playing football. Now, what I need to know more in depth about this report that's circulating, I need to know if there's just investigating reporting out there that finally has finished their investigation. And this is something that she told him in August when he announced that he was going to, when he changed his mind, I wonder, she said, you know what? I'm taking the kids. That's it. And you know what? If you want you either play football, you see the football of this family. Now, even though it's still impactful, it's whether she said it in August or now. But let me tell you why I feel like I need to know when this was said, because if it was said, then I can understand that. Because I've told you since day one, this has been talked about. 
I'd never hardly go that way. This is the first time I've been on her side with anything, but I'm kind of on Giselle's side on this one because I wasn't on her side when she was in a Super Bowl. Well, my son can't catch, run, and play defense. Man, what the hell you tweet? Man, if I was a player on that team or of another wife, we would have had some. I don't care if you sue mom or not. You know? Oh, well, I don't know, but Tommy, Tommy's played with like two or three concussions sometimes. What? Let's investigate the Patriots. Man, I've, I've ripped Giselle a lot on these airways, but this one, I've been on her side. But let me tell you, if this report is information that has just come out here in the last week or so, and somebody's got a hold of him, they've confirmed it, Some a friend close to Giselle has given it to somebody and they ran with it, then, I got, then I've got a problem with that with Giselle. And to me, I know you're not supposed to say this in 2022. Look, I knew it. That's why I said because I knew it. Jones just said, man, dude, I got to get my resume ready or what? I know you're not supposed to say this, but that is such a woman type of move to do. I'll take the sexist hit on that one if you want, want to. Want to explain that one? Yeah, I'll do it. Well, it don't matter these days in time I said it. Because ain't nobody can give you an opportunity to explain what you mean. What? What? No, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Look, what I mean by that is you're to this point. You've come this far. Speaking of Giselle, he broke a promise. He signed a contract with the family. He broke it. Okay, because Adam spoiled his the way he wanted to do it. I can see it then. But if we're in seven weeks past this, the reports have been that y'all have been living in separate houses, whether that's true. And obviously, I believe that because you can look at Tom's face and tell that's the case. That is breakup weight. That ain't avocado ice cream. That's like you you just can't do anything. You wonder what she's doing. Okay. Well, Tom, the kids at the parents, where are you at? Well, I'll I'll call you later. Tom, (laughs) ain't no... Cover two coverage, safety. He ain't doing it. He's just sitting there thinking like, what the hell? How did I get here? If this is the case and you're already going through that, why would? what do you want him to do? Quit in the middle of the season? And what I mean by that, Joe, when you say a woman thing to do is because half the time, their majority of them, not all of them, but 99% of them, it doesn't matter what you do. They're just never happy. And let me tell you something. If this is any other woman besides a woman who has accumulated the popularity and the wealth way before Tom came along, speaking of Giselle and has had her career and has, she's a person that's been in the limelight and know what that's like. You can't make me believe that there would be any other woman that's been, they've been what together over 10 years, maybe 15 years now already, 10, 13, I don't know. You can't tell me any other woman that's maybe not Giselle or accomplished or, you know, all those stars in line that would put their man in that situation at this point. That's why I say I need to clarify when these comments, if they were in August, okay, I get that. But if this is dragging on and they're trying to go through counsel, whatever the case may be, the fact that, and if this is true, there's somebody in her circle. There was a good girl. I'm just going to tell I, Hey, that reporter, that reporter, I got his number here. We should just tell, put it out there. Somebody in her circle put it out, and that is Bush League. Like, what do you want him to do? Quit now? Because let me tell you something. He quits, I'll be the first in line to rip his ass. I don't care if he's the GOAT or whoever, because I'll be like, you know what? That is selfish. Like, you just let Aaron Rodgers off the hook if he does that. But what the hell Giselle want him to do? Quit to prove his love? part of an upcoming feature for us weekly october's issue 
What she did? Somebody did a sit it's down. All she coming t- out. She did a sit down. No, what? this is this is a, oh. somebody from inside the circle reporting that Giselle gave the ultimatum. I would like to be able to fly. I wonder what Tom's first response to that. I wonder what his first response to that. One eight hundred. Maybe a win tonight. Well, I'll add to that when we get back. But anyway, 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett, spitting the one and twos. We'll be back.